0: good day everybody and welcome to the vittles and vitals podcast where we talk about important stuff and how that stuff connects to food because everything connects to food i'm jay reed i'm the father and i'm jacob reed the son and we're your hosts dad it has been it has
1: been a minute it really has been a minute uh, ladies and gentlemen, to those listening, it has been a hot minute because, uh, I got super crazy. I started a job. Uh, I mean, I was already in the job, but school got crazy and work got crazy. We're trying to kick a summer camp off at our church. So it was just, uh, a little, a little bit more difficult to be in the studio, but we're back and hopefully, uh, going to keep this thing running and moving smoothly.
0: So does, does this mean we are, we season three now? Could uh, we call this season three, cause I think we, we, The last batch was season two. At this point,
1: I'm thinking that we should just get rid of the seasons and just post episodes
0: and let them fall where they fall. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of seasons. I think, uh, you know, every all the good streaming programs have seasons. Then I guess you know, we're in season three there's now. There's a lot of anticipation about whether there'll be a season two or a season three of these these streaming series. So I, I feel like, you know, people probably feel the same way about this podcast. They're yes, just all excited to know whether or not there'll be a new season, all two of our listeners, and one of them is on this recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't forget all, about all our fans in Denmark.
1: That is true. We do have some fans in Denmark. So speaking about getting busy, I think our topic kind of talks about being busy is specifically in the workplace. And we're going to be talking about the loss of the american
0: lunch break so what brought you to think about this dad well i had a conversation with the previous uh boss about a year ago and i was lamenting because he i'm a pharmacist okay so that that's the backdrop of this and there was a lot of um my boss was kind of he's a pharmacist too but he kind of roamed around you know to the different pharmacies when he wasn't Mm -hmm. working in his own and And he would go to lunch with this person and that person. And I just in kind of in jest complained to him one day about how he got to go to lunch. And I didn't because just backstory in a pharmacy, there has to be just by law, there has to be a pharmacist in the building for the place to be open. You can't dispense or anything without with the pharmacist not there. So if there's two of us, that's great. One can go to lunch. But if there's just one of you, and that seems to be the case in a lot of uh, areas now, then you're kind of stuck. So he said, "Well, you know what you got into," and I'm like, "No, I didn't know what I was getting into when I you know, signed up to be a pharmacist. I didn't know I get to not take a lunch." Um, and it has changed. It's, it's been an interesting sort of um, cycle over my career. When I first started working, most a lot of the stores did have two pharmacists, and and I went to lunch. You know, I might might have just walked around the corner to Subway, or I might have. You might have gone somewhere. Uh, we had a Schlotsky's nearby when I mm. used to in, in Asheville, North Carolina, and I loved that place. But anyway, you could take a lunch. And then, you know, the days that you couldn't were rare. And then I got into uh now I've had a job where I could had complete freedom. I could just like the pharmacy up and go. You know, it was kind of a closed door place. That was no big deal. And we'd go to lunch as a group sometimes. Um I worked for a guy named Roy, a good friend of mine, Mr. Roy, as he's known around town. And whenever we worked together, and we worked together two different times, he was really, really put an emphasis on on taking your lunch. So, you know, he would bring his lunch, but whether it was to get away for lunch or to just go in a room where nobody could interrupt you, um, you know, just the office or wherever, and and actually sit down and take a break. He realized the importance of doing that, I think, for mental health, if nothing else. And I really appreciated that in working with him. But now I'm kind of back where I'm the only pharmacist around and um, I pretty much don't get to leave. So that has definitely been on my mind. Um, I've noticed, too, like a lot of you probably are. um, I won't get on my insurance soapbox, but a lot of people are are told where they have to get their prescriptions filled and so if you go to walmart walgreens i'm not sure if cvs has bought into this yet but there's some of the bigger chains that i think have been influenced by either potential lawsuits or the department of labor or something (laughs) like that and uh so now like from one to one thirty or one thirty to two the pharmacy's closed Mm -hmm. and they they let you know that um and that's i think that's a good thing um maybe one day the independents will will jump on that bandwagon as well but i, I don't see it happening anytime soon
1: that's and it, mainly because you brought that i find that super interesting cuz you know i currently pick up my my pharma, or excuse me my medications or excuse me wife's medications from a big box store because it's just the easiest and we get the fuel points for it so you probably can guess where we're picking up <laughs> our our, gross, yeah. our stuff from Uh, but yeah, they do have a sign. I think it's ours is two to two thirty. It's closed, Mm -hmm. so the pharmacist. Well, you're Eastern time, so yeah, yeah. yeah. the pharmacist (laughs) can take a lunch break. But you know, growing up as your son, like you know, I I remember distinctly you coming home and you know, you you ate lunch on your feet and stuff like that. And it's interesting to me that it's the big box stores that are falling behind it because usually they're the ones that don't allow that to happen as compared to the independence where, you know, you know, everybody says the independence or the the small town places are slower and everything like that, but they're the ones that are still removing that uh, lunch break, which I thought was interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, I think if we had the option, we would, but I mean, you're, you're, I mean, we're getting into a whole nother subject here, but you're, uh, things are just so tight margin wise, you know, in a business mm-hmm. like that. And so for you to close for 30 minutes or an hour and, it, it, it could affect things. And so I, and that's the reason we don't have two pharmacists there at the same time, usually either. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, that's getting going down a whole nother road, but it is, um, it, it, it's a thing. It's a, I don't, I won't say it's a problem, but it's certainly something that I wish was, was different. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, a little bit jealous that what you were telling me about your lunch schedule. So why don't you, uh, share that with me Yes, with, us, with S- them. So uh,
1: according to some people, I am a I am a man of the cloth. I am I am of the clergy, uh, (laughs) AKA I work and am employed full time by a church. So for us, it's a it's a whole nother another thing. So I technically have office hours only uh, Monday through Thursday, nine to five. And then Sunday for me is a work day. so it, i'm already starting with weird hours but included in that nine to five is an entire hour lunch break uh that i can take uh with just no questions asked not saying that there are i don't spend a, a fair amount of my time sitting at my desk and and eating still but it does include i go out probably once a week to lunch with the other pastors um and you know sometimes work is discussed or And a lot of times we do kind of talk about things that deal with work, but most of the time we're just hanging out and getting to know each other and talking and stuff like that and not thinking too much of the work that has to be done at the church. So, I mean, it truly is a lunch break. And even when I am sitting just at my desk, I don't have to be answering emails or messages or anything like that. I commonly will read a book of fiction or will watch a a YouTube video or something like that while eating my lunch, because I know that, I don't have to be so productive to the point where if I take time off to eat, it's going to cause a lot of issues. And I feel like I've been blessed because I've been able to do that with uh, several of my jobs, including uh, when I worked for the government. You know, Uh I could have taken a a lunch break. I was an hourly employee, uh, so I couldn't clock that as like work hours. But for Mm -hmm. me to take an hour off to go to lunch or anything like that, was perfectly fine. I didn't do it because I wanted those hours um, so I could take time off and, and go see my fa- family. But for me, it wasn't that big
0: of a deal. Let's well, see. That's that's something else that uh, you, you mentioned that hourly employee pharmacists. Generally, uh, it's, it's a weird kind of way that they calculate pharmacist salaries, but generally we're considered salaried. And so when I'm in a situation where I can take a lunch break, then basically I'm paid. Mm-hmm. for lunch but uh when i'm not able to take a lunch break you know like you said i'm I'm eating on my feet a lot of times i really try to sit down for a minute or at least break away but i mean if the phone rings and a pharmacist is required i've, I've got to mm-hmm. stop what i'm doing um somebody comes to the window and everybody else is busy i've got to stop what i'm doing um so it's it's very it's not the healthiest way to eat for sure definitely um but I think my, and, and of course, you know, I try to do something if I have to, if I have to make a call or if I have to, um, you know, look up something or whatever, you know, I try to do it on my lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's the the best time to do something like that. But one of the things I was reading in preparation for this chat was the fact that we just as, as Americans, especially we tend to multitask, you know, we, mm-hmm. you may have a lunch break, but uh, and I see this sometimes with my, with my coworkers, they'll, they have to take a lunch, you know, just department of labor stuff. You have to legally, you know, take a lunch break, but what they'll do is they'll go run errands or whatever, you know, let their dog out, you know, whatever to do what dogs do at lunch. Mm-hmm. And, and then they'll come back and eat. So they're, they're, they're just like me. They're eating on their feet when they get back or right before they go, but they're taking their lunch break to, to run an errand or, or else you're you're scrolling on your phone or you're doing this or that i mean there's a lot of a lot of multitasking involved and sometimes it's outside of work and so it gives you that mental health break in a way and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's it's work related but i kind of um it it made me think too just as we were talking about this topic you know we've both given our examples of a like professional and then you know you're you're clergy, um, you know, it, but it's the work schedule that's very, very different in, in the freedom you have to go. And you probably, I know I've gone to lunch with pastors a lot of times, you know, to talk about something that's going on or whatever. So yeah. sometimes that lunch can be a part of your ministry. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it will be, if it has, if it's not already. Yeah. I mean, even today, as of,
1: uh, recording, I got back, um, from a lunch with a couple that serve, uh, in our, in our church. As a a part of it was recruiting, you know, just making sure that we could still have them as part of our ministry next year. But, you know, it's a it's a thank you lunch for all that they've done and how they serve us. So Mm -hmm. for me, working in the really I work in the realm of people uh, building relationships and, and ministering to people. And so much relationship is built around food. So the lunch break easily becomes a place to do that.
0: For sure. And what, what I was uh, coming around to is I had a one of my roommates, a uh, parent back in college, he kind of grew up on a farm. And so I spent the weekend with his family once or twice. And I remember distinctly having, um, I think, I mean, it couldn't, it had to have been on a Saturday, I'm, I'm guessing, because I think we were still in school, but when we had lunch at his house on the farm, it was huge. It was a hefty. And lunch. I've read about it since then, um, you know, the reasons for it and learned that, you know, the on a farm schedule, you're probably getting it really early, going out and doing some work, whether, you know, I don't want to be cliched, but literally, you know, milking the cows, yeah, collecting the eggs, whatever has to be done early. And then coming, y- you work hard for, you come back and maybe eat a little breakfast, maybe a big breakfast. Cause you got to have that energy mm-hmm. and then you're work for a few more hours and come back for lunch and lunch was the big meal. Yeah. So we sat down for lunch and there was, you know, maybe fried chicken or, or some kind of a, not steak, but you know, country fried steak, something, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something and beefy. Three or four vegetables, a bread or two, a dessert. I mean, that was their big meal. And then they go back out and work. And so dinner was maybe, you know, leftovers from that. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of us kind of, you know, we'll do a light lunch and then eat big for dinner. But the farm, farming community, at least what I've observed, you know, has that big, that big meal. And and there's reasons for it. Yeah, and
1: I mean, and I think this is kind of drifting into the vitals. Like, just the the food we eat at lunch is is different. You know, because um, typically, even if we're taking an hour lunch break, we're still going to something quick. It might be a a Smithfields, which is a, a popular barbecue chicken place up here in north carolina it's like a chain or we do a lot of pdq uh, which is another chicken chain you know your chicken and fries and i mean uh, my personal favorite is the mexican restaurant you go the the fiesta special which is my my personal favorite which is just an acp with uh peppers onions zucchini and mushrooms on it wow so it's like a p5 with with veggies oh it's a p5 with veggies it's a wonderful i had one today but <laughs> Just just across the board, you're you know you're not eating a as big of a meal as you used to. You know lunch portions are typically smaller, and it's quicker because even though those who still take a lunch break, there's still a kind of a demand for for productivity. You know you got to keep it, yeah. got to keep it moving, got to make this quick. I mean, one time I was at a we took a lunch break with all the pastors, and it took us like an hour and a half, almost two hours because the restaurant
0: was just so slow. Um, mm-hmm. and I missed it. Me- that's unusual. Cause you, a lot of restaurants are, I remember they're not doing it so much anymore, but I remember there used to be a trend of, you know, we can have you in and out in 20 minutes or it's free, Yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't see that anymore. No,
1: this restaurant just had a bunch of issues. We were like the only group there and it still took two hours. Like it, there was a lot more going on. I don't know how that restaurant's still in business, but yeah. I, I, I even missed a meeting. Like I had a meeting following that, that i was supposed to be leading and i was late like 30 minutes for it because this lunch break took so long and ever since then like i i don't take lunch breaks on certain days that i have meetings following my lunch break so i don't miss that meeting anymore
0: well that makes sense well you you mentioned something about the food specifically since we're kind of uh merging into the vittle section now um i noticed a difference between myself and my coworkers. Because I've been, you know, I'm I'm constantly trying to eat generally healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. when we get to the flavors, you'll see that it's not all healthy. But um, I I try to eat healthy, and so I will almost always bring my lunch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I do too. That will be, uh, you know, lately I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, lately I've been bringing salads. I might bring chili. I mean, it, or it might be leftovers. Um, but it's it's going to be generally healthy. You know, I may have an Oreo after. Or I may whatever. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not going to get into to all that. But um, it's interesting to make the comparison because I'm I'm bringing food from home that I've very likely prepared. You know, two or three meals on Sunday just so I can throw it in my lunchbox uh, in the morning and not have to worry about it. You know, mm-hmm. as I'm trying to get ready. But all my coworkers almost every we'll get there and say, all right, it's 11 o'clock. What are we going to do for lunch today? And they'll, you know, they'll bring lunch sometimes, but most of the time they're like, it's either cause we work in a very, very small town. So we're talking it's either subway or sometimes the Chick-fil-A truck will uh, show up in the next town over. Sometimes there's a food truck in town. Uh, we're supposed to be getting our own food truck soon. And you know, there's, there's just not a lot of options, but, it's either uh, this place called the Traceway, which has been around forever. It's just burgers and sandwiches and stuff like that. Sometimes a, a meet and three. There's another place that's kind of a meet and three. Then there's the gas stations that have chicken and, mm-hmm. you know, and pizza. And it's good. So there's there's not a lot of options, but they're on or subway. You know, they're going to get something. Yeah. And it was funny the other day our, our bosses were um, in here in in town where I live, which is a bigger town, which has a Chick-fil-A. And so they texted us and said, Hey, we're, we're going to get Chick-fil-A for everybody. Just send us what you want. So, you know, I'm trying to watch everything. I got a wedding in two weeks. I'm trying to, you know, get the wedding, get the dad bod down to a wedding bod. There you go a little bit. The wedding dad bod. And the wedding dad bod. So I had, you know, I had my salad. I was like, okay, well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to miss out on Chick-fil-A. So, I'm like, okay, well, I want the, I want the grilled nuggets. And I, you know, I checked my calories and everything. Uh, grilled nuggets and the the uh, kale crunch salad, which I like. I've had it before. So when our boss got there, he's got, you know, he, he walks in the back door. He's got big Chick-fil-A bags in his hand. And he goes, all right, here's the chicken and the kale salad. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, that's got to be Jay's. Oh, yeah. So, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It was, it was fine. But all that to say. It can be really easy to eat unhealthy. Number one, if you're eating in a hurry mm-hmm. uh, because every, if it has to be quick, you know it, it's unless you just grab a you know a ready made salad, it's usually um, fried. It's usually gonna be, yeah, something like a burger or something or a sandwich. and um there I mean there's better options nowadays, I think, than there used to be. Mm-hmm. but and I used to go to subway and get salads. I don't know if they even still do that, but um, yeah, but it costs get, extra. Yeah. Okay. Everything costs extra when it's healthier. Right. Well, that's true. That's true. But uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a distinct difference in how I handle my lunch, at least in my, in my group of coworkers and how they handle it. Yeah. No, And I, I understand that as well. Um, Cause
1: I always bring a lunch of some sort because I just never know if I'm going to be invited to go eat that day or not. Um, you know, I'm not trying. And for me, it's even a financial reason, you know, like that adds up quickly. You know, you're, you spend exactly seven, seven to $11 every day adds up very quickly. And with us trying to be financially wise and, and you no know, inflations at, you know, 35% right now or something crazy <laughs> like that, you know, I'm trying to be wise with my, my money. So I'm always bringing a lunch. And then, you know, every once in a while I'm like, all right, you know, I can, I can splurge today. And and go and build these relationships with my coworkers, uh, yeah, that would and be I, missed by eating at my desk. And I think that's a important part, you know, of having that option.
0: Yeah. And I have, um, uh, usually I have one weekday off a mm-hmm. week. And on that weekday, um, normally recording, you know, another podcast and as a part of that, uh, one of my co-hosts there, um, he really likes to go to lunch. And so, it, I'm I'm usually either going to lunch with him or, and, and our other co-host, or I'm going over to my folks who live across town. I'm I'm you know I may go grab lunch, or my mom may go grab lunch for all of us, and and I go sit with them and hang out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the same thing. Is it's I'm I'm not trying to formalize it. Yeah. Um. But it it's been really good for me to build friendships. Mm-hmm. It's been good for me to, you know, just to just to hang out with my folks and. You know, figure out what's been going on with them and talk about what's coming up and just mainly just hang out. Yeah. Um. But it, it, it has become sort of my ritual, I guess, mm-hmm. or at least that one day a week I do go out to lunch or, or I'm having lunch with somebody. It's actually become rare for me not to do that mm-hmm. and we'll kind of rotate, you know, you're talking about your fiesta and your, your favorite place. We, uh, when I go to lunch with Robbie, we, we kind of bounce around town. Sometimes it'll be a truck. I mean, I I really like eating out of food trucks. So if we can find a truck that we like uh, and it's not pouring down rain or beating down hot, then, you know, we'll go there. Uh, But otherwise we kind of rotate around this past week. We went to a a place called humble taco and um, even there, you're talking about portion sizes, you know, lunch portion sizes are supposedly smaller, Yeah, but I split my, humble bowl, you know, kind of a taco bowl in half and still was full and ate the other half that night. Um, that's probably a whole nother topic, but, um, you know, and then, you know, where there's tacos, that's kind of my go-to if I have a choice, Mm -hmm. but we go to, we have a favorite, uh, a favorite barbecue place here that we go to a lot. Um, you know, it's quick service and always good food. And so we got it, we got a few go-tos and he's got an ice cream shop so or gelato shop so sometimes we'll, we'll stop, stop at the gelato we'll stop gelato every now and then too <laughs> just to check on things you know and while i'm here i was to say i don't know why you're saying it like gelato you like
1: there's your gelato gelato i don't know you just say it in a weird way gelato
0: i've never thought of it as being a weird way but mm-hmm. okay
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have not heard those drum beats in a hot minute, but hopefully you remember what those mean. It is time for our Flavorites of the uh, bi-week or semi-week. I don't know, something like (laughs) that. Of the episode. Just say the the episode. episode.
0: Hey, Dad, what is your favorite for this particular episode? Well, since we have last broadcast, um, I'm going to share part of this and share part of it in another episode, but it has been a good season for ice cream mm. lately especially if you have an open mind okay so the first one that came out i'll talk about the other one later but the the first fun ice creams that have come out have been uh, uh, put out by a company called hudsonville mm-hmm. and it's is a collaboration with little debbie so my obsession started with back at christmas and and i missed it at christmas i i don't know if i was too late i wasn't paying attention Mm -hmm. but at christmas there was a little debbie christmas cake ice cream that was exclusively at walmart and i i spent a lot of time in the freezer section at walmart scouring it during the holiday season trying to find it and i never found it so later i noticed uh because i follow a lot of uh junk food just just for fun. Oh yeah. I, I guess it just kind of appears in my feed on Instagram, but I follow a lot of guys called like dad bod snacks and mm-hmm. junk banter and stuff like this, where they they have enough followers that these companies will send them stuff to try. And so then they'll you know advertise for it or post it. So the little Debbie stuff came out and I can't remember all of the flavors, but it was like Nutty Bar and the zebra cakes and, um, uh, let's see. You got some, so help me out here. There was, um, oh, gosh. honey bun, nutter butter, zebra nutter cake. Butter, right? Um, was there a Swiss roll? There was a Swiss roll and there was a strawberry roll. There was a um, Christmas tree cake. That was like the first that one Christmas. Yeah. We missed that one, but, um, there was probably about a half a dozen little Debbie. Oh, oatmeal cream pie for sure. was there. Um, quite a few different um i did not like six or seven
1: flavors huh oatmeal cream pie wasn't my favorite it was like oddly slimy at least (laughs) the one
0: i had but anyway the the idea was that this ice cream that is reminiscent of these little debbie flavors Mm -hmm. Some, like you said some were better than others i had really high hopes for the oatmeal cream pie because that's maybe one of my favorite little debbies it it just didn't have enough oatmeal cream pie in it no it didn't it was good Mm -hmm. but it wasn't
1: uh it wasn't awesome nutter butter for me took the cake i thought that was by far the top one but i just love chocolate and peanut butter together
0: i want to say that it was um i think it was the honey bun that we
1: really liked. i had you ever had i never had the honey bun Uh, we don't shop at walmart all that often so making a stop for ice cream there is a little bit more difficult (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's see if i can find the other flavors because i think it's uh I want to miss something important here but it's i did get i just noticed this the other day and i was shocked that our walmart had it but there's two new flavors that just came out the star crunch Uh and the unicorn cake and i thought the unicorn cake was just going to be zebra with Mm -hmm. with different color sprinkles but actually it's strawberry ice cream and it's got little like like sugar crystals it so it's got a little crunch. Um, and then it's got little pieces of cake, which I really, really actually, I was surprised, but I really liked it. So yeah, so nutty bars, honey buns, zebra cake, strawberry rolls. Let's see what I missed here. Um, seems like every picture I'm looking at has those, those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm back in the holidays. But but anyway, it was it was very good. Let me back that up. It was a very good idea. Some of them didn't pan out. I would say the, like the, the star crunch. Mm -hmm. I just ate a little bit of it before we started recording and it's good. It's got the crunch, sort of the rice, almost like a Nestle crunch kind of a crispy to it, but there's no caramel that I can find unless it's caramel Mm -hmm. ice cream. Interesting. And that's one thing. So Hudsonville, if you're listening and, you know, want to sponsor us, we do love you, but, um, I think it would be helpful to the eater if it had on the carton you know, caramel ice cream with yeah. clusters of whatever and this and that. And because it doesn't, it just has the picture of the little Debbie cake and, and that's it. So you're and, just living in a mystery of what what exactly You kind of have is. to guess uh, what it's like. But anyway, still a flavor. I will, even if I don't love every single one of them, I will buy any of them that I can find just to give them a try, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. Sweet. Well, so what about you? So since we have last recorded, I have really gotten into um, Japanese animation, a.k.a. anime. Uh, that is my new current uh, watching. I mainly watch that type of TV now. Um, okay. And it's it's not, you know, your stereotypical stuff. People are, have these views of what anime is. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's true, but sometimes it's and most of the time it's not. Uh, so I actually have an anime. Uh, recommendation. Um, so, if you can see past animation, there's a lot of great storytelling. So, the particular one I have is called uh, "Spy Family." So, the premise is it takes place in like 1950s alternate universe where it's basically America versus Russia, but they have different names for them. And the whole premise is is that it's a spy uh, for the dad who has a mission and he needs to have a daughter to get into the school to save the world. His fake wife is an assassin for the other country. They don't realize that they're one's a spy, one's an assassin. Uh, But Mm -hmm. their six-year-old daughter is a telepath, so she can read minds and knows exactly what's going on. This whole show and hilarity ensues because you get to hear from everybody's perspective what they're saying, what they're thinking, and this and it's all told from the perspective of like a like a six-year-old. So. When you said hilarity ensues, that's not what I expected out of anime. Oh no it's it's a it's a comedy. So I've read the the source material. They call it the manga. So I essentially read the comic book that it's based upon, okay. and the show follows the the comic book exactly. It's not like a Marvel where they take source material like it's it's scene for scene pretty much. Okay, directly from the source material. And so that it was the comic first, and it was then the comic became first. the show. Wasn't like the show made it to a comic. Mm-mm. The comic for a lot of animes, actually, the comic comes out first and then animes are just adaptations of the comics. And recently, a lot of people have been definitely ignorant on that, have basically been following it almost panel for panel all the way through. And then with fight scenes, they like expand them a little bit and stuff like that. But it's been really, really good. Um, It's funny. I laugh. It's got great characters. It's a character driven story. So it's a it's a good time for sure. All right. Well, that's that's definitely not what I expected uh from the favorite uh category. Well, you took my original favorite, so I had to come up with the something The Little Debbie? Yeah, that was my original favorite. Oh no, I'm sorry. So, I had to come up <laughs> with something. I guess we should
0: have meetings. Something on the fly, but I enjoyed it. It's still a good flavor. Yeah. Yeah, well we um I I wish I could remember the name. I will have to look it up for the next time or let you know later, but I know I, there's uh some of my other buddies Robbie that I mentioned earlier. he was mentioning something about some anime like a movie that's coming back out and so there's it's a big thing i know it's a big thing thing. i just haven't haven't had the time to uh and it made a resurgence
1: during covid because everybody was locked at home and then found these
0: awesome tv shows that were hidden under the surface that does not shock me all right well thanks so much for listening everybody if you've enjoyed it and think others might enjoy it too please share do the rating thing and review on apple podcast or whatever platform you found us and they are legion so you can find us on the worldwide interweb at little vital pod on instagram and twitter vittles and vitals podcast on facebook and we'd love to hear from you if you have an idea of a subject you'd like to hear us cover shoot us a dm and remember if it's vital look for the vittles